0: what's up everybody and welcome back to dr ra vernon tv welcome back to my biblecast i think i coined that phrase at least i've never heard it before biblecast a sort of podcast slash bible study everything i say i wanted to be biblically undergirded But yes, I do want to talk about some things that that's on my mind, some things I think I have both the anointing and experience to teach. This, This season is sort of relationships and leadership uncut. I need you sharing. I need you commenting. I need to hear from you. And thank you so much for your, you know, real feedback. You don't have to agree with me. Just don't dog me. Just say, man, I don't agree with you, but tell me why in the comments and I'll read it. My team will tell me and. We'll figure out how we can do better. I won't always agree with you, because I may say some things that you don't agree with, but I just feel like I'm right. And uh, my greatest goal, honestly, is to help somebody. I do. And speaking of helping people, this whole subject of sexuality has been heavy on me. And when I say heavy, my, my girl would tell you, my wife would tell you, I keep talking about it with her. I don't think the church has done the best job of discussing sexuality. I mean, I just touched on homosexuality for a couple of, you know, Bible casts and of course it went crazy. You can watch both of those. I just wanted to discuss it. I had people walking up to me, you know, who are in that community. It's like, okay, is somebody going to talk about this? As I as I delved into it, it dawned on me that the greater conversation is sexuality in general. And I don't know that the church has done a great job of that. I mean, in our ministry, it's never been taboo. Those of you who have followed me, you know, I've done a million series on family and sexuality and you know, singleness, wrote two books on being single. But I want to use this platform to help some people. And let's talk through sexuality and the realities of it, whether you be married or singles. I'll be honest, singles, you really want to lean in. If you're single, lean in. But if you're married, trust me, you want to lean in, too, because I want to talk about what we don't talk about enough. Okay, so let's, let's use the Scripture to discuss something. And Paul, of course, in 1 Corinthians 7, says something that, you know, has always leaped at me. Now, regarding the questions you asked in your letter, Yes, it's good to live a celibate life. Now, regarding the questions you asked in your letter, yes, it's good to lead a celibate life. Apparently, to set some context, they had wrote Paul, asking Paul about sexuality. Okay, some real quick context. Jesus has just left the churches in its infancy. They don't know what to do with sexuality. Should we just be witnessing because he's coming right back? Singles are like, should we even get married? Because they thought his return was imminent. Now we know a couple thousand years later, he didn't come right back. He still isn't back. So they were wrong. That's okay. You know, uh, you still need to live every day like he could come back. So I'm not mad at him. They just thought he'd be right back. I think even Paul, because the scripture says no man knows the day nor the hour that the Son of Man shall return. So even Paul didn't know. So when you read Paul, you sense the urgency in Paul's writing like he might be right back. He didn't know. So a lot of his teaching is based on that thought process that Jesus is coming right back. So singles was tripping. Should we get married? You know, forget, you know, how we feel Sexually, if he's coming right back, we ain't got time to be laid up with nobody. We need to be evangelizing, getting ready for his return. I've I've taught the word nation this, even married couples had stopped making love. Because it's like, we ain't got time to be laying up here. He'll be right back. Let's go get everybody saved. There was a sense of spiritual evangelistic urgency. So couples was tripping, singles didn't know what to do, so Paul is responding to a question they asked, okay? He didn't just bring this subject up, he's responding. Now, regarding the question you asked in your letter, yes, it's good to live a celibate life. That's what Paul says, it's good. Paul is celibate. Paul is so crazy about Jesus, he don't have time for a woman. He doesn't have some of the proclivities Or at least God has given him a grace that he doesn't sense the need to have to touch a woman. How many bros got that watching me? How many ladies have that watching me? I mean, really have the kind of discipline that you ain't studying sex. And if that's you, I'm telling you, God bless you and be like Paul and uh, witness and help people the rest of your life and just be a, a model of Christianity and chasing Jesus. To the other 99% of you (laughs) who do have sexual urges, we got to talk about it. Yeah, because you loving Jesus does not mean that you don't have sexual urges or sexual needs or wants. Verse two says, but because there's such, because there's so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. Right away, I want to start some stuff right away. Watch what the scripture says. But because there is so much sexual immorality, because there's so many people doing what they want to do sexually, each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. Problem solved. Problem solved. You want to get rid of all this sexual stuff, all these sexual urges, all this fornication, pornea of which we get the word pornography, all this craziness sexually, jumping around from bed to bed and whatever, Let's fix it. Every man should have his own wife. Every woman should have her own husband. Problem solved. That's cute on paper. Here is the issue. Hence the reason for tonight's Bible cast. Marry who? (laughs) Particularly if there is a woman watching me, more specifically a black woman. Now here's where the church got to step up its game, starting with me, and I'm gonna do it in the second half of my ministry. I'm no longer, you know, I look back at some of my series and it was like, I didn't really think about this enough. It's so easy to say, girl, stop running around, laying around with all these different bras, or, you know, one night stands here and there or some guy you met. Girl, get married. Remember the old folk, get married. Don't be just laying around, get married. Marry who? Nobody has asked me to marry them, Pastor Vernon. Dr. Vernon, I get married next year. I meet the right bruh. He saved, loved Jesus, loved me if I have children, takes on what I have. He's willing to work and provide and make love to me and serve God with me. I'll be married next week. This is the purpose of tonight's teaching. And and married couples, stick with me because I want to talk to you too, But I think we've blown it as pastors, particularly because most of us are married. Yeah, most of us, about 99% of pastors are married. So, you know, you teach, number one, based on your presuppositions and who you are bleeds into what you say. Who you are bleeds into your teaching. So if you're married, plus based on what we've heard, the church lines, get married and fix it. I said in a previous podcast previous Bible cast that only one and four black women will even get proposed to. Now that has to be addressed as you're dealing with single people in your church. And married women come here because I really wanna challenge you too in terms of sexuality in the church, sexuality inside of Christianity. Sex is a need just like food, okay? The difference is, let me say at the outset, you won't die without it. Let's be clear. The only thing you got to have is Jesus, food, water, and oxygen. Now, everything else you can live without, but it is a need, it is a want. It's not a detrimental need like you're gonna die without it, but to say it's not a need. or or want. It's real. So I wanted to pause here because when is the church going to discuss this? When are we going to have a real conversation that what is the answer if nobody's asking me to marry them? I told my girl something, and I need some comments. I need you commenting. I need you saying this is so real, Pastor. I need pastors commenting. I need parishioners, everybody. I need you sharing this because we're going to have some real conversations and I'm going to bring on some guests so we can really talk about this because we got to expand our pedagogy on sexuality. The old school, come here, grandma. Come here, holiness, mothers. Get married. Just get married. Stop all that. Get married. Don't just be running around. Get married. I want to get married. Hence, I'm now distinguishing single men from single women. I just got through training while I'm teaching this. I literally just walked out of a class. I got like 40 young bros from 18 to 40 that's sitting at my feet. The next couple of years, I'm just putting my heart in them. And so I've separated them married and single. I said, how many of you bros are single? And so they raised their hand. I said, man, the world is your oyster. It's not even fair, but it's true. I said, all you that are single, raise your hand. I said, man. You guys can have anything you want. We talking straight. Some of them, you don't have to be Denzel. You don't have to be filthy rich. If you saved, don't have to be saved, truth be told, but it helps with Christian women. If you saved, got a job, a decent bruh, you can have the coldest looking woman in Cleveland. You can have, it's a trip because in high school, the coldest girl wouldn't look at you twice. Catch her behind now <laughs> at maybe 29, 30, 35, 40, is like maybe she's changed a little bit and she would appreciate a good strong brother. So, every single man, black man, particularly watching me, you can be married next year. You can be married in six months. You can be married in three months if you really want to. And by the way, if sex is important to you, And making love is important to you. Like the rest of us, you need to pick one of these beautiful black women. And not saying you're getting married just for sex, but I don't move from the scripture. If you're going to have sex, you ought to pick one of these beautiful black women who want to make love to a man the right way and marry them. Okay, let's jump into this. So. Paul says, but because there is so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. Can I tell you that there are women watching me who want to be married, but no one is asking them, how does the church handle them? What do we do with people? I know, I know. I'm gonna to come to the eventual answer, which is wait on God. Of course I'm coming there, but let's let's have a deeper conversation. This is a Bible cast, this is not church, we just talking. I need some comments. How do we handle that realistically that touches people where they are existentially, as opposed to just okay, 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 let me let me jump in. So so the point I'm making is this: as a pastor, because of how I'm built. And like most men, particularly as a male pastor, I'm a fixer. I like solutions. That's how I'm built. I like to say, look, here's how you do this. My wife will tell you, I'm a fixer. You know, men think, just tell me what the situation is. Let me think on it. And I'll give you a way to fix it. So as a pastor, it's easy for me. Listen, you got issues with your temper. Okay, we're going to read these scriptures right here. We'll get some Christian therapy. And in six months, okay, financially, fine. I don't care if you have no money. If you commit yourself to hard work, stick with me now, honoring God with the first, okay, having a financial plan uh, and in six months, in a year, in two years, in five years, seven years, you can be debt-free, own a home, be an entrepreneur. Watch this. I don't care if you have no degree. Look at me. No degree. How long have I been saying this, word, Nation? If you have no degree at all, just got out of jail, two years from now, you can have an associate's degree. Four years from now, you can have a bachelor's. Six years from now, you can have a master's degree. And eight years to 10 years from now, with nothing in front of your name or behind your name, you could be a doctor. That's true, if you apply yourself. Everything I just said is true, and it's how I passed the thousands of people. Solution-based. The one place that's not that simple, we're two places. One I've dealt with the last couple of Bible casts is, what about when I'm attracted to the same gender? That... that's... This was the first time in my career, it's like, wait a minute, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Because what do I... Okay, well, you know, get delivered. Okay, I'm trying to get delivered, Pastor. Well, Pastor, I'm not attracted to women. I'm only attracted to men, and I am a man well here's what you're gonna do you I, I don't oh if it's a man I'm like man pick one of these beautiful girls if it's a woman I'm like let's wait on the Lord and God's gonna send you a husband at some point what happens when I don't have the answer I have to go to scripture and tell you that why you're trying to figure it out my answer is honestly I don't know but in the meantime, Don't dishonor God. Don't let nobody touch you because the scripture is still the scripture. It's time to have this conversation. In the same way, it's now time for me to admit that as I have these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of black, beautiful, sexual women in my church who want to be married, but nobody's asking them, the church at least needs to have a discussion on preaching to them being patient with them, trying to have an understanding of a sexual person who can't have sex. If they do have sex, they break in God's heart. I said this about a month ago, and a lot of comments came in. Trip on this, if you are single, or to married people watching me who've been married a long time like me, imagine if every time you've thought sexual, Uh, did something sexual the entirety of your life, it was a sin. That you got to wrestle with sexuality on a weekly basis, sometime a daily basis of every time you desire to do what God put in you, not the devil, what God put in you. It impacts your fellowship and intimacy with God. And all the pastor does is get up on Sunday and say, listen, just stay holy because God is holy. And if you're going to have sex, make sure you get married first. I know even this is going to be polemical because I'm not trying to make us comfortable on this Bible cast. I'm trying to get us to wrestle with our theology and to be more sensitive as a community of believers and the rest of my ministry. And I'm getting ready to do a major family series. When I come out of finance at the Word Nation, we're focusing this year. We're focusing on finance, focusing on faith, focusing on family, focusing on fitness. And when I get to family, because sometimes family is my son and I. Yeah, I don't have a man in my house, but I've had sex before, so I have a son. And that's my family. And there is no man in my house. And I don't just want anybody over my son's head. But sometime, what what, 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 the, sh- what the movie say, uh, baby, mom, mama need a little love too. Well, baby boy, yeah, mom, mama need a little love too now. <laughs> mom, mama need a little love. Yeah, mama need a little, mama's 65, mama, mama need a little love. Mama ain't dead yet. Let me hurry. First Corinthians 7, verse 3, the talented tent maker from Tarsus says this, the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband and the husband gives authority over his body to his wife. Yeah, do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so you can give yourselves more completely to prayer. Afterward, you should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. I say this as a concession, not as a command. Real quick to Vernonize, all of you know this, Paul says, my body, your body, your body, mine when we marry. Don't be playing no sex games with me. Your body belongs to me. My body belongs to you. You know, many people watching, you know, neither one of us was virgins when we got married. Okay, Matter of fact, you had a child. I had a child. Depends on who you are. Uh, You have been married before. I've had some bros in college. You've had a couple guys. Some one night stands have taken place. We just weren't perfect people. Then there are people, you two are the only two each other has made love to. Kudos to you. That's the Bible way. But however it goes down, once we hook up, we ain't got time for no sex games. Because you know, I told my girl, and we, you know, everybody got their stuff. I told her this, and I meant it years ago. I said, "Don't give my body to nobody. Yeah, that's my body. I, I don't know. Life happened. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. But don't give my body to nobody. You know, everybody got, you know, sort of their, you know, non-negotiables. Things that they just can't. Don't give my body to nobody. I, I know what happened. Life before. You know, listen, nobody perfect. But don't give my body to nobody. And I ain't giving your body." To nobody, that that's important to me, because how I'm built, how my mind work, you know, when I can't get past, I just everybody got their stuff. Don't give my body to nobody. I ain't giving, I ain't giving your body to nobody. That said, if I ain't giving her body to nobody, then she got to give me my body, which is her body when I want it. Yeah, don't play games with me. Yeah, no nobody's perfect. Nobody having sex every night. There's no woman that's every every moment in the mood. But I can honestly tell you, you won't play no games. No, don't don't play no games. And have conversations about it. You know, 40s, 50s, 60s, I said something that I need to say, and I'm going to touch this in our family series. And by the way, if you're part of the word nation, we're going to be talking. I'm going to teach it on Sunday morning. And then Sunday night, we're going to all get on the Zoom so we can talk grown folks stuff with no kids, no singles present. We just going to go there absolutely. But let me say this to all of you, and I mean it. Uh, How much sex should be happening in every marriage? This is worth writing down. Enough that both are satisfied. Let me try that again. How much sex should be happening in every marriage? Enough that both are satisfied. In other words, if we've gotten to be 70, 80, 60, 50, I don't care. And uh, maybe my libido, your sex drive. But we done made our money. Our house paid off. We laugh. We travel. We trip. And when the wind blow, we catch the wind. If the wind don't blow, we cool in the gang. And we happy, cool. If if both are satisfied with once every now and then, none at all, once a week, good marriage. But now, if, if he needed a lot. You understand? If she's still there and you, listen, Viagra, whatever, I'm talking to y'all straight. Because the scripture is clear, lest you be tempted by Satan. We don't we don't play those games. I need what I need. It's amazing. I want to talk to some people, some people who aren't 20 no more for a moment. Because I remember when I first got married, it was like, okay, you're 20, you're 30, you know, some of that will fade away. Right now you're just young. As you mature, you'll see it's not all about that. 25 years, it's still a whole lot about that for me. Uh, Everybody's different. I'm in shape. I've tried to watch, you know, what I've done with my body. So, you know, I still need what I need. She's still, you know, cold-blooded for me. You know, we, we, we need what we need. I'm talking to married couples here. No, no time for games. Have conversations about what you need sexually and don't Don't hold back on each other. Here's my big point. Whether you be married or single, sexuality is real. I'm not putting everybody in a box. I'm not trying to make everybody homogeneous or monolithic sexually. There are people watching me who are so on fire for Jesus. Like Paul, if another man never touched you as a woman, you're cool in the game. If another woman never touches you, you so on fire. By the way, I don't know many men like that. I know more women in my church who are sexually satisfied being alone than I know men. I'm not saying there aren't some, but I know very few men who have sort of that monastic, of which we get the word monk, uh, ability that don't need men just, yes, it's a podcast. Men just nasty. Uh, yeah, I wish I could say something different. We just nasty. They were telling me, about old bros in the nursing home that can't even, whatever, and paying little nurses' aides to just show them something or to touch them a little bit. I'm serious. Somebody was telling me a story. Now he's 85, but he just want to <laughs> pray for me. It's a Bible cast. Listen, and, and there's some dog in me too. I'm just married, praise God. We, we are sexual beings and not just how God made us. But now, the demonic influences of cell phones and stuff we've seen and the fall of man. So, somebody got to talk about this because a lot of people are dealing with this. Okay, let's wrap up. We'll pick up on the next Bible cast. So, Paul seems to say, and I got to say this as I close Paul seems to suggest that it's better to stay alone and celibate like he was if you're single. Okay, here's what Genesis 2.18 in the Book of Beginnings says. Then the Lord God said, it's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is right for him. Now, there's something we talk about theologically called the law of first mention, which means the first time something is mentioned, pay close attention in Scripture. The first time relationships are mentioned, God seemed to suggest anthropologically and spiritually and sociologically that it's not good for a brother to be alone. That most men are just better with a woman. Now Paul has something else going on. Paul senses the urgency. He has a special monastic call on his life. It's something else going on with Paul. You know, Paul's on another level. Paul's talking about, I wish I could die today and go be with Jesus. How many people you know want to die today? Yeah, we find out we're going to die. We're running up to the church, put some oil on me, some Crisco, some jelly, peanut butter. Keep me alive, Pastor. Right? Paul's like, no, if you didn't need me, I'd rather die today and be with Jesus, Paul said. So Paul's on another level Then let's just be straight. Most of us have not attained. So the pastor can't get up just lifting up Paul. The Bible says in Genesis, it's not good for the man to be alone. Which, which bespeaks the idea that there's something about the connection between a man and a woman that most men need a woman. I, I need mine. I, I need Lady Vernon. I need her. I need her sexually. I, I, I need her. She's my biggest support. I, I need her mentally. I, I, I need her. Uh, in every way, I need my wife. I, I mean, I'm not gonna you know, kill myself without her. I love Jesus more than anybody, but I need my wife. There are people watching me who want to be loved and want to make love, particularly women, particularly black women, but nobody is asking them to marry them. And I'm going to be your voice and help you to understand you're not crazy, you're not unholy, there's nothing wrong with you. Girl, it's just math right now. This is a numbers issue. This is not a spiritual issue. It's simple numbers, which is why I'm going to keep talking about this because it's simple numbers in that, again, between the criminal justice system, between same-gender loving men, come on now, and black men who marry outside of our race, the numbers are low and the pool is small on men to pick from the ones who are available we're not playing games can almost have the pick of the litter so now if I'm a 35 year old black man I can have somebody 25 no children I may be going for the cutest the best whatever he thinks he can have because the world is his oyster those are real this real stuff so pastor what about me let me talk to you about something as I close Pastor, what do I do with my flesh in the meantime? Here's what Paul says, that I'm wrapping up. The same Paul says in Galatians 5, 16, but I say walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. I love this. Okay, here it is in the NLT. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Ooh, y'all gonna make me shout. Let me say to every single man, every divorcee, every single woman, walk in the Spirit. You not crazy for having desires, But like Paul, God can keep you. Oh, yes, he can. Until the right person comes along, whenever they come along, no, you still not just going to be jumping around from bed to bed. I'm going to talk about this in the next Bible cast. All right, let's recap it and put a bow on it for tonight, and we'll pick it up the next time we hook up. Are you sharing? Are you commenting? Because I hope I'm giving you some truth, whether you be single or married. I want to keep it 100 with you. I want to help you. Those who are married like me, we're not going to play no sex games. Those who are single, we're not going to deny human sexuality. And we're going to end by talking about what to do with all that. Because Paul seems to be saying, let's keep it real as I close. Unless I'm reading him wrong, Paul, who's on another level of monasticism, of which we get what? Monastery, monk monasticism, asceticism, to be ascetic, monastic self-denial, which means we get monks and we know, sadly, that some stuff was happening with supposed monastic priests and little boys were in the basement and they were doing little stuff and still some of that. Why? Because I'm not sure that I see in Scripture where I got to separate my sexuality from my Christianity. See, I don't see that. Yeah, my sexuality is a part of my humanity. Whether you be married or single, look at me. Your sexuality is a part of your humanity. Your anthropological attractions are innate and from God. Now, granted, because of the fall of man, because of phones, because of a sinful nature after Genesis 3, now it's gotten conflated with craziness. So now what? What we got going on now? Everything, right? Sometimes men want another man, and sometimes I want two women instead of one. And sometimes one ain't enough. And sometimes two women want each other. A lot's going on now because of the fall of man. Where it used to just be a man and a woman cooling the gang. Now we all like a lot of stuff. Some bros, somebody told me this: show me the finest woman in the world, and I'll show you a brother who's tired of sleeping with her. You just missed that. Yeah, how in the world are you gonna cheat on Beyoncé? How you gonna cheat on? because you just want more. It's not that she not. So this flesh of ours, this is where I'm closing at. I'm closing right here. I got to close, but I got to give y'all this. Whether you be married or single, get your head around this. If you by yourself right now, you wait on God. If you are married and your spouse is tripping, or he's not meeting all your needs, and you like, okay, I can get me something else, or I can get me somebody tonight, Pastor. Don't nobody, don't nobody want to marry me? Somebody will sleep with me. Here's what the scripture says. But I say walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. I need you to drop this in the comments. I need you to write this down. Remember it as long as you live. You can't always control how you feel, but you do control what you do. You guys better hear me. You're not listen. If your body sometimes listen, you human, but. You control what you do. Why? I say walk by the Spirit and you will not. Oh, I can get excited. Don't tell me. I've been married to one woman. I ain't never even come close. I said it out loud. I ain't never come close to flirting with nobody. I've never come close to being in no woman's bed. But I've made some other mistakes. We all have our proclivities and issues we struggle with more. But when it comes to this area of my life, and many of you watching me, you will not fulfill. It didn't say you Flesh wouldn't want, it says you won't fulfill. I got to close. In other words, I speak to every single watching me. I speak to every married couple. When temptation comes your way sexually, Galatians 5, 16, call on it. Speak it out loud. Yeah, but I say walk by the Spirit and you will not. Say what God says. No, tonight I'm lonely, but I'm not. Pastor, why? Why is it such a big deal? Last scripture and I'm closing. I'll come back. Next time, we'll keep talking. Watch this. Until that time, remember that your bodies are created with the same dignity as the master's body. You wouldn't take the master's body off to a whorehouse, would you? I should hope not, reading from the message version. There's more to sex than mere skin to skin. Sex is much more spiritual mystery as physical act. As written in scripture, the two become one since we want to become spiritually one with the master, we must not pursue the kind of sex that avoids commitment and intimacy, leaving us more lonely than ever. The kind of sex that can never become one. Whoever you sleep with, you become one with in the spirit realm. He says, no, we're not going to do that. You think about that singles and say, God, I'm waiting on you. And when I, when I say one, one, and four women will get married or propose to so you. Keep saying I'm the one if you believe God, but don't just jump into other people's bed. We got a lot further to go with this. I'm enjoying this teaching. It's real. I, I don't have all the answers. Some people not used to that. Honestly, when they watch a pastor's like, tell me the absolute solution. No, we gonna say what God says. The reality in the black community. And I'm gonna say this. And, and, and then I'm done. One of the calls on my life is to widen the pool which is why I'm calling single men to the word church. I can't change the whole world, but maybe I can change Cleveland a little bit. That's all you can do in life as a leader, preacher, Christian, change what you can. I'm trying to make sure there's some more available, beautiful black bros who love Jesus with a job at the word church for you to choose from and for them to choose you. That's what the body of Christ gotta be thinking about. Stop just saying that statistic, and let's change it. So that by the time the next five years, ten years, fifteen years, let's widen that pool by by stopping uh, criminal justice inequity. That's more interested in cupidity than integrity. No, let's let's have criminal justice reform where black brothers ain't being locked up. Let's preach truth about the scripture, love between a man and a woman making sure little boys don't get molested and turned toward each other and all confused sexually when our brothers don't even want black women. They just want to sleep with another black man. No, no. We're going to make sure that we preach against that and help you to understand and then encourage black brothers. Yeah, I'm saying marry some black women. Yeah. you you're not sinning. If you marry a white woman, you're not sinning. I don't go that far. It's not unbiblical. But I think we should marry our own because our own need love. All right, I'm out of here. Listen, would you be a blessing to R.A. Vernon Ministries? We are so excited, man. Just gave away. I don't know when you're watching this or getting ready. Uh, We may have some footage of it. If not, we'll have it the next time. Just coat giveaway uh, down in the projects uh, where I'm from, where I was reared and raised, to be able to go back and give coats and shoes to kids who needed it. That's the kind of thing Ari Vernon Ministries is doing in 2023. God has me jumping in the Sprinter. My driver, I'm listen. He'll tell you it's like take me around Cleveland. I keep preaching about Cleveland. We're so busy doing all these services pre-pandemic. Sometimes I ain't even see Cleveland. I was just in campuses preaching and church to campus, and you know just trying to keep it all going. In 2023, post-pandemic, I'm riding around the city meeting with people, partnering with people, seeing how how we can be a blessing through our ministry. So would you give tonight? And uh, we would certainly appreciate it. Help us. Are you a partner with me? Come on now. Somebody sold something significant, a hundred dollars, a thousand. Somebody give me a million dollars. Watch me turn cleaving out with it, man. My needs are met. I just want to bless people Not the rest of my life. Would you help me do that uh, through RA Vernon Ministries? I would appreciate it. Drop it up there, Phil. You got it up there? Yeah, you guys give. You do what you got to do. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this word. I pray that the spirit of God would convict uh, somebody who's married to be more committed to their relationship. I pray that that same spirit will sustain and keep singles out of the wrong beds, keeping faith that in your time, when it's their time, if it's their time. You'll send the right person to make love to. In the meantime, for whatever time, they will not give themselves over to sexual deviance, but wait on you, whatever the cost, because they love you more than they love a filling. Thank you for this Bible cast. Help us to speak relevant truths and be a blessing to somebody's life. In Jesus name. I love you. Until next time. Take care now.